0: This is the Memory Palace. I'm Nate DeMeo. One of my favorite subgenres of historical factory is made up of these moments when groups of people, whole societies even, are kind of out of their heads. And I don't mean the way that people used to think that shoulder pads look really good. I mean actually altered perceptions. That man over there sees the world differently because of a chemical imbalance, or where this woman's heart breaks when she sees that one commercial because of the hormones of pregnancy, or that person's a lot hotter than they used to be because you're not drunk. That sort of thing, writ large. So, back in the middle ages in Europe, the water was often undrinkable. Which is the sort of thing that you usually think of happening after the invention of factories and sewer runoff and oil spills and whatever. But a lot of places then had a lot of people living in tight quarters. And they're dumping their chamber pots and their plague victims right into the water. So if they drink the water, they get super sick. So they drank wine. And that was pretty much it. So you had a whole culture walking around perpetually a little bit smashed. A little bit further north, a little bit later on in the early 1500s, there were a particularly wet and rainy few years in the already wet and rainy Netherlands, and a lot of the wheat there got moldy. Now, this is when Hieronymus Bosch was making his incredible artistic leaps. He's the guy that painted the Garden of Earthly Delights. That's that religious allegorical painting that's really surreal. There's the half-man, half-fish creatures eating each other, and there's these little devils shoving sharp things into the hell-bound orifices of sinners. Well, it turns out that that moldy rye wheat, which Dutch people use making their bread every day, was hallucinogenic. And Bosch, and basically the whole of the Netherlands were eating it and tripping. And so some art historians claim that Bosch's proto-surrealism is owed in large part to psychedelic sandwiches. Finally, this guy at Rutgers did a study of 240 Italian women who died between 1200 and 1500 AD and he determined that about half of them had eating disorders. One of them was a young nun named Catherine Benicasa of Siena. Like all young people at the time, she was taught that the way to God was through denying her sinful urges. And gluttony was a sin, so she didn't eat. And when you don't eat for long periods of time, you sometimes see things. When you're a young religious woman and you're denying all of your sinful urges and spending all of your time thinking about Jesus and heaven and hell, sometimes you see those things. And when you see those things, and you live in a small hill town in Tuscany in the 14th century, they make you a saint. And when other girls in neighboring towns hear about St. Catherine of Siena, they stop eating too. And anorexia becomes the thing to do among young women in their teens and twenties in the area. And for that half of those 240 women, their eating disorders worked out the way they wanted them to. They were also proclaimed holy by the Catholic Church. Just like that cool girl named Catherine.